Hello, my name is Aziz and I'm the son of a divorced mother. She is really my superhero. That's why it's important for me to support women to share their uniqueness, their personalities, perspectives, and emotions about this world. In these difficult times in human history, we need to bring the people of the world together. And when we hear the voices of women, when we listen to real lives of women from other countries, we connect our cultures without differences or stereotypes, and we get inspired by their stories to live a better life. That's what this podcast is all about. My guest today is Maureen Wanjiku Wanjiru. Molly is the very first girl representing Kenya in this project. She loves to crochet and started her crochet business in May 2021 after coming back from six months in Afghanistan. Molly spent six months at the Hkaya military base in Kabul, Afghanistan, just before President Biden ordered the U.S. to pull out from the country. Currently, Molly is working with her husband at an IT consultancy business in Dubai when she is not holding her yarn. Molly loves hiking, which she does with friends often on weekends, and lately she developed an interest in Turkish series recently. Molly started working out because her goal in 2023 is to have a perfectly toned body. Molly, how are you today? Hi, Aziz. I'm doing very well. Thank you for asking. I'm happy, I'm honored and lucky to have you here and very curious about you as a person. So I'll begin with this nice first question. If your friends The people who know you best and love you most could describe your personality. What would they say about you? Well, I think my friends would say like I'm smart, creative, outgoing. I mean, since I have a crochet business, I tend to have an eye for creativity. And uh, I also love hiking. So yeah, I think they will say like I'm a very fun person. Thank you. And then I will ask you a different kind of question. A lot of people might see you have a first impression of you. Is there something that you really wish people would know about you that often in the beginning they don't realize about your personality, your interests, or anything related to you? Well, that's a tricky question. Um, a lot of my friends think that I'm an introvert. And uh, a lot when most of the times when I meet people, they always feel like I'm so introverted. But I tend to think that I'm an extrovert. I like to go out. I like to have fun. I'm just, um, I don't like to be the one to make the first kind of move. And I feel like that makes people like kind of judge me a lot of the times. So, yeah. That's really, really interesting because I know a lot of women will learn from this because many, especially younger ones, don't feel comfortable in making the first move to make new friends and all that. So to ask you specifically about this, what holds you back from making the first move? Is it a cultural thing, maybe from Kenya? Is it something where you worry about their judgment or just you don't feel right doing it or you don't have the habit or what kind of holds you back from being the initiator? 
Well, uh, I tend to overthink a lot when it comes like to meeting new people. And um, actually, since I came from Kenya, people tell me that I have an accent because there's like certain words that I cannot be able to pronounce it correctly. So I always feel like if I approach someone and then I say something that shouldn't be said how it's supposed to be said, then they're going to judge me or uh, you know how it is. And then another thing is a lot of people have different interests. So when you meet someone the first time, you don't know what exactly to say to them. Like, what are you going to talk about? Like, um, which topic should you go with? And such kind of things. I mean, people are so judgmental out there. So that's why I don't like making the first move. I'm very good at reciprocating whatever is uh, thrown at me, but not um, the other way around. Thank you. So you worry about judgment and you worry that people might think you're not pronouncing some words correctly and you don't know what topics or interests to speak to them about. And that makes me think, how are you coping in Dubai? I mean, you went to a new city where really, if you don't know people, nobody will uh, know you in many ways. So you're staying isolated. What do you do in order to make new friends? How was your experience adapting to Dubai? How was the energy of the city, your impression of it? How different is it compared to Kenya, compared to Afghanistan and all that? Well, I remember I came to Dubai in uh, December 2019. On, I think it was 11th, if I'm not mistaken. At the moment I came out of the airport, I was like, wow, like this place is just so amazing. The lights, I mean, you know Dubai at night, how it is. Huh? And uh, how I was able like to cope the first few times that I came is uh, I had some Kenyan friends who I knew from before. And they really helped me out, like how to... Uh, to apply for jobs, how to interact with people here and uh, how to just put myself out there. And still up to now, uh, a lot of the times how I get to, know, to meet people, I don't have a lot of friends here in Dubai, but the ones that I have, I've met them through friends and uh, a lot of them are Kenyans because we have like Kenyan groups where we go out, um, discuss, get to know each other, uh, discuss what kind of uh, things we're going through here in Dubai and uh, so far that has really been helpful for me and also I know a lot of other Kenyans who have... Uh, who have also been helped through such forums and groups. Yes, the internet and your kinds of people are really, really someone or a group that can support you no matter where you are. But then it makes me think you are someone who is experiencing new places. And I know it's difficult to meet new people. But when you meet someone new, what are you looking for? What indicators or characteristics let you know yes, this is my kind of person, I should spend more time with this person, or no, this person, I will keep them as a distance acquaintance and not really for me, or tell me more about your perspective and your approach. So what I try to look at when I meet someone new or like uh, individuals or groups is like the kind of energy they give me, basically. Uh, are they happy people? Are they positive people? Are they uh, are they fun? How do they talk? Who who are they? I tend to look at Instagram a lot, so I look. I look them up. Who are they following? Uh, what kind of things are they liking? So that at least I get to know who are, who I'm interacting with. Who who is this person as an individual, as a group? What's their cycle? And yeah, I don't look for much. Just happy, fun, genuine, and really positive people a lot. That's fantastic. And you spoke about yourself being an extrovert who is mistaken for an introvert. Well, tell me about your extroverted side. What do you enjoy that gives you most 
inspiration, excitement, new emotions. Are you a girl who gets bored easily and you need often to party with your Kenyan friends and put some Kenyan music and dance in the Kenyan way and feel almost at home with all those good vibes or someone who maybe when you crochet, you're imagining yourself in some fairy tales and you're a princess or Turkish drama and you're one of the characters or how do you keep yourself feeling new exciting emotions although sometimes you know you can be in your bubble as someone who doesn't initiate or someone in a new country with a different culture well just when you mentioned the kenyan music my mind was like mm, he just hit the right spot <laughs> so i i love a lot of uh, swahili movies so a lot of the times when i crochet i listen to music and like i also mentioned before um i started the the turkish series which I'm really like really getting into and I know they're not like really productive and stuff. But um, a lot of the times when I, I'm just by myself, I listen to music, I crochet, I watch movies, I go for hikes, I go for walking sometimes, you know, and I love social media. And like I also mentioned before, um, this year my goal was to, to work out, is not was, sorry, is to work out and get like a toned body. So a lot of the times when I am free and I'm not doing anything much, I just... Uh, do the the skipping and the hula hooping just to know to keep myself busy thank you and i'm curious why from all cities and places in the world did you and your husband choose dubai especially that going for example from kenya or afghanistan dubai is also a lot more expensive what other options did you consider and what tipped the scale for you both to think, yes, Dubai should be my new relocation, expat location? Well, I will start with me. Uh, since I'm Kenyan, it's very hard for me to get a, a visa to go, for example, to Europe or the US or any other like continents that we consider uh, greener pastures. And uh, it is easy for me as a Kenyan to get a visa to come here to Dubai. And when I get here, like, for example, I came with a visit visa myself for three months. And then I looked for a job when I was inside the country. From Kenya, you just need only like to have a... This This was before in 2019, before they, uh, they, they came up with the new regulations of the new visa requirements as of, I think it was this year or last year. But 2019, it was not complicated. You just needed to take, to pay for the visa and then pay for the flights, and then have the means to be able to support yourself inside the country. So that's why I saw, I felt that Dubai was like an easy place for me. And I knew a lot of Kenyans, that's how they do. You just get a visit visa, you come to Dubai, you look for a job. And uh, the company that you, you get a job from, they, um, they give you the visa and the insurance. And most of them, they also give you accommodation, which is very nice. So if you, for example, as a Kenyan, you want to go to Europe, it's really complicated. You need a lot of papers, you need invitation, you need to know someone from there to support you. So it was really like uh, not an option for me at that time. Uh, for my husband, Dubai tends to have um, a very good market for IT people, especially guys from India. They're very good uh, with IT and it's very easy to employ or uh, to find someone to find someone to work for you when you're here. That's why he chose to to, to relocate to Dubai and uh, get someone to work for him. Now we have one employee from India and he's really good. Yeah. Thank you. And let's discuss crochet. What do you love most about it? Because some of the younger generation women might think, oh, crochet is for grandmas, it's old school, or 
even for you, someone who loves excitement and new emotions, every piece takes many hours and you're almost doing repetitive tasks. So how, in addition to music, in addition to watching movies while you do it, what do you find most fascinating about it? What interests you in it? What draws you to it? Well, what I like about crochet is one thing, crochet is not for everyone. Crochet has its own people. Like we have our own group, you know, it's unique. It's, it just has a sense of belonging, you know, like, uh, like it's being in a party. Yes, uh, people might say like it's doing the same thing. It's repetitive. But also what I feel like people don't understand, crochet is a lot. There's a lot of stitches. They might look the same from the outside, but it's not uh, the same. Uh, you get to play around with your creativity. You, As a crochet artist, you have to learn how to sketch. So that's also like a bonus to it. Because before you start any project, you have to um, to think of it as an idea, think of it, uh, think what you need. So also at the, uh, you're also like trying to strategize how much yarn do you need. So it's, I honestly feel like it's special for me. It's how I get to be my own person. It's how I get to identify my own people. Like even when you look at my social media, a lot of the people that I follow, a lot of the groups that I'm in are like for for crochet artists. And um, it's really nice. It's You just have to understand it. You need to, it's handmade. Every, everything that's handmade is special. It's um, It has its own clique. Not, it's just not for, for everyone. And when you find people who value and who see how much work you've put into it and they appreciate it and they're able to buy something from you, it's really fulfilling. It's just, it's just like, that extra family member who is out there, you know? Thank you. And you mentioned it is fulfilling and speaking even further about that. So to understand you, is it like the feeling that you're searching for, if you might say in life, is a feeling of being valued, of being unique with your own unique tribe and being an individual, not mainstream, and being appreciated for doing some special work that is not common? Uh, did I understand correctly? Or what's your perspective on this? Yes, you did get me very correctly. Like I want to have my own clique of people who value and treasure me as a person, as an as an. Uh, as a, as, a, as a designer for my own clothes, you know? Yes, you got me correctly. Thank you. And I want to know even more about you, about Kenya in particular. And let's say there are some people who don't have friends from your country, they haven't visited. How would you describe the culture or you as a Kenyan girl? And how are you different from other girls from that part of Africa? What makes you unique? What do you try to show to other people who are curious about your culture? Is it the music like you spoke about first? Is it the food? Because some people will taste your culture through the different plates. Or is it the personality of people? They're too like very warm or very judgmental. I don't know. That's why you're introverted and closed sometimes. Or tell me about it. Thank you so much for the question. It's really... Uh... An interesting question that different people have different perspective and how they look at it. But I want to uh, to say from my perspective, I think what makes us Kenyans special are, is our education. We are smart. Our food is nice. We always like to have ugali. I mean, if you have any Kenyan friend out there, they will always give you ugali every single time you visit them. Uh, also, when it comes to clothes, we have like some really nice Afro clothes. We have a lot of people who are uh, creative. And we have a lot of nice music. We love to listen to, uh, like, I personally love to listen to Swahili music. And um, yes, I believe we are good people. <laughs> Thank you. 
And it's really interesting for me that you had this desire to find greener pastures, as you mentioned, and a lot of women in this world, they struggle with anxiety, maybe some mental health or low self-esteem, where they worry if they took the plunge and went to, let's say, Dubai or Europe or the US or anywhere that, oh my God, what will happen? They worry about bad negative things or them being in situations where they don't have enough money or they lose everything or whatever. So how do you find the courage to take those steps? What allowed you or helped you with your ability to go out of your comfort zone? And was it first and foremost about building relationships online through forums with people who are already in the places you wanted to go before going so you feel you know people? Or you think life is too short or maybe because of the pandemic, you think you only live once, you can die tomorrow, let's go. Or how do you overcome any resistance and anxiety? I mean, <laughs> what's the worst that can happen if I come to Dubai? I mean, the only thing that should scare me is uh, death. And if I'm in Kenya, I could also die. So I just decided, funny enough, uh, I saw my friend, um, she was here in Dubai at that time. And I checked her on Facebook and then I was like, uh, how did you go to Dubai? What's good in Dubai? And then she told me she just took a visa and she came. So I was like, you know what? I'm actually lucky that I don't have a, I didn't have a kid back then because I was able to make like an impulse decision. Within one month, I was like, boom, I am going to Dubai. I took my passport, looked for the visa and I came to Dubai. I'm the kind of person who is, uh, I'm not really afraid to explore or see what's out there. I mean, like I, like I told you before, it's what what what's the worst that can happen? So I just if someone is out there and they're feeling like uh, they can't do something, they can't when it comes to work, you cannot like go out 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 of your way to make yourself known, or you can't build your own brand. I don't think you should have to worry about that. A lot of the times, us as women, we tend to uh, we have a lot of things in our minds before we actually do it do something. We tend to overthink a lot, like what could go wrong, what if they. Um, but if I don't get a job, I mean, go try it out. If it doesn't work out, you can always go back home. Anytime, like uh, before I came here, my mom told me, my mom is a single mom. So she told me, go try it out. If it doesn't work out, you will come back home. We will live together and we will start again. And then we see how it goes. So I don't I don't advocate for people feeling like um, they shouldn't do something. What I will just tell them, go out there, try it out. What's the worst that can happen? I love that wisdom and I want more. <laughs> so I will mention because you spoke about social media two times, actually, when you spoke about if you know new people, you try to stalk them almost on social media to see what they like, what they don't like. And also you spoke about your interest in social media. Nowadays, many women and girls feel that social media destroys their ability to feel beautiful, to feel confident because they compare themselves to models and women who are living the jet set lifestyle in Dubai every day on a yacht and on helicopters and drinking champagne while they think, oh my God, I can never be as successful. I can never be as beautiful and all that. What's your advice to those women to find their inner confidence and beauty and how do you use social media in a healthy way rather than let it mess with your mental health? That's really an amazing question. Huh? What I want to tell my fellow ladies out there is not everything on social media is real. You will not see someone coming to post like what, what happened that's like something wrong that happened in their life. They will only come and show you 
what what is happening nicely what what's like uh, what they want the people to see not how the situation is most of the time so what i would like to tell the, the the other girls out there nothing is real know yourself know where you come from don't compare yourself you're unique you're loved the way you are you have your own friends you have your own clique and also like uh, when they go when when we go to social media we tend to overshare a lot of the things that are happening in our lives which is not really advisable so also when they go out there and they're trying to to share out um to share their experiences share out limit what you're sharing limit what you're showing other people out there and just social media is for fun it's not uh it's not supposed to be like something that makes you feel bad about yourself just go out there have fun see what people are doing don't let it get into your mind remember at the end of the day you are a happy person you are a good individual you have your own family you have your own clique you have your own friends and not everything that is out there is real i mean for example look at the videos of people who um who make like a uh, what, is, what is it called makeup makeup uh, makeup videos and stuff they will not show you how it looks on an actual skin they will show you after they've put so many filters so don't feel bad about anything just get out there enjoy yourself know who you are as a person because that's really important like in everyday life know that you cannot be like the other person you cannot be like the other people you cannot be in every clique just have your own have your own space be your own person be positive love yourself learn to appreciate yourself learn to appreciate the people around you and then you will see that these things on social media they will not even bother you at all i mean for example like me a lot of the things that happen on social media don't really bother me because i know who i am i love who i am i would not want to change anything in myself so that's a perfect answer thank you so much molly for participating in this project it was my privilege and my honor to have you here i wish you success i wish you a lot of wonderful great people in your life and i thank you again for being part of this podcast